Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Tuesday. It is 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast brought to you by Ready Check Radio. We hope you're joining us live on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If not, if you're watching at readycheckradio.com or on YouTube, hope sometime you'll make it over to the live show every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got a lot of World of Warcraft news. We are a week away from Shadowlands. We've got a cinematic trailer to talk about. We've got some pre-patch or pre-event, uh, scourge event stuff to talk about and get everybody's take on. Then we've got some Overwatch news, and a lot of Hearthstone players seem to be pissed. Well, I it, I guess it depends on like how you play Hearthstone, whether or not you're pissed or angry or whether you even know what I'm talking about. But we'll get to it all with our hosts. If you're listening on Spotify, we hope you'll head on over to readycheckradio.com and give us all the follows, all the shares, and if you can make it live, make it live. Uh, production note, no shows next week. Thursday is Thanksgiving here in the United States. The Relic Grind hosts on Thursday will have off. Didn't feel like it was fair to give them off, but not the other hosts. So no shows next week. We will have this uh, show today, Relic Grind Thursday, Gaming Gumbo Saturday, but then nothing for the holiday week. Everybody getting a day off without having to worry about it. But that day is not today, so I've got some hosts to talk about the news with me. First up, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, Zista? How's it going? Rock the cat box. <laughs> <laughs> nice Just little achievement. I don't know there. where they're coming from. Yeah. Achievements are everywhere. Yeah. Use the litter box while in feral DPS druid form in every major city. Somebody yeah, and you get the title Ready Check Cat Box. Can Somebody. I ask you something, though? Where do they keep the litter boxes? Anywhere they damn well please. It's a feral <laughs> DPS druid. <laughs> you gonna tell them to use a different one? I'm not. Yeah, yeah. They're actually up on top of the roofs. You have to use flight form to get there. So uh, that way they keep it away from the the average people. Makes me wonder what those younger druids are doing. Yeesh. <laughs> Yeesh. Also on the line, Miss Kristen Devita, aka Cat, not in the cat box. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, I am not in the cat box. If you could pull your microphone, uh, microphone a little closer to you, I think you sound a little far. Sure. There we go. Sure. Sure. There Sorry we go. So we got we've got a lot of stuff to cover today, gang. Uh, seven days. Are we excited? Are we pumped? Are we ready for Shadowlands? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, nobody said anything. I was like, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? I, I mean, I was waiting for the cue. I didn't know who you were going to throw it to, but yeah. The, uh, my personal excitement kind of comes and goes. Uh, I was really hoping to get more out of the pre-patch events, and honestly, the quest line and the surrounding stuff has not been that impressive still, so I'm just kind of back to idling around waiting for Shadowlands to happen. Right. Um, not a good... Not not a good uh, source of excitement at the moment, but um, I'm sure once it drops, I'll be ready to go, and I'll be ready to sit in queue waiting to get into my server. I always found the pre-launch events to be a little weird, because like, on one hand, you're you spending all this development time on creating an event that is two weeks long, and then it's never seen again. So it's like, how much development time do you want to put into yeah. really fleshing this out 
you know, but then on the other hand, it's like the players are expecting something. They want something epic to bring you in for the moment of we were there and it's just it's it's a weird balance for developers and I kind of get it with the situation of 2020 with COVID and all that and it's right. just like yeah, Some you know, had to be cut and that, that yeah. I totally get it. I just wish, I don't know I, I like whenever like you said, it, it, expansions only come along every so often every couple years. Why not have some sort of big event to really kick that off and celebrate it and treat it as the special occasion that it is but well i think I and guess, yeah this year was probably just harder they did do. drop a little something for us and i think this is maybe where mm -hmm. blizzard kind of looks a little more towards the this is how we get people fired up for these things rather than the in-game events because honestly these probably hit more people than the in-game events do anyway in most cases but we did get a new launch cinematic We'll play it down mm -hmm. here for everybody to take a look at. Kat, your first thoughts on this. Did this start to stoke those fires a little bit more than the, the pre-release or the pre-patch or the Scourge event patch did? Um, a little bit. It's uh, a really cool cinematic teaser of the four realms that we'll be visiting. I love the character designs and the details that have gone into bringing these characters to life in this cinematic yeah. Uh, trying to make things as expressive and, and realistic, I suppose, as possible for World of Warcraft. It, it seems like a real challenge to translate those game models into these more living, breathing characters. And, and they always do a pretty awesome job with that. So it's, it's just really cool to see. Now, you did mention when we did take one of this show before we had technical <laughs> difficulties and had to restart for chat uh, that you... You, the, the, you thought, yeah, hey, this really doesn't have anything to do with the story. Like, if you miss watching yeah. this trailer, you're going to be totally fine. You didn't yeah, miss it, a damn thing. It's really like the intro cinematics of old, where it's just like, here's the world. Here are characters doing cool things in the world or interacting with monsters and, and using their powers. It's not a, uh, it's not a story-loaded cinematic where dramatic events are unfolding. Stuff is being hinted at. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I remember all the way back in Vanilla, like when I first played that, the opening cinematic decided my first character. Like my first character was a warlock, and it was an undead warlock because I just <laughs> I loved that that intro to it in the cinematic. It was just like the infernal coming down, and I was like, "That's badass!" And I ended up switching to a rogue, but it still still yeah. influenced my my first decision on what to create. So oh, for sure. Yeah. I absolutely loved what I presume is Maldraxxus in the trailer here. Mm -hmm. We've got like three or four ziggurats flying around, throwing plague everywhere. I Like I said, I just get the feeling that they were kind of like, yeah, we heard you like Nax, so here's three or four Nax-likes. Naxes, they just heard is, you like X's. Naxes is, and we're going to put them in your Maldraxxuses, and yeah, exactly. Play with these uh, X's, and I was like, yeah, sure, here's $15 a month. I'm totally playing with those X's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to play with those X's. Did you have mm -hmm. a favorite zone or a favorite moment in the, the trailer there, Zista? Uh, for me, it was all about the last five minutes. Is just seeing the Five trailer. minutes? What, what, did or I miss a seconds. trailer? Wow. <laughs> five seconds. Last five seconds. It's all about the jailer. Um, little controversial. I've seen controversial. I've yeah. seen a, a lot of back and forth on some liking the look, some not liking the look. But you're you're in love. Yeah, I I love a good villain story. I mean, granted, there wasn't much story here, but it's just the uh, the mis mystique around the the character. So it really just set the tone. It kind of like you know how you get like all the old cinematics where you know like uh, Cat was saying, but like here you get. 
like Illidan, you know, like Illidan from Burning yeah. Crusade, you know, coming down, you are not prepared. Like this just sets the tone of where we're going. I, I love it. And I, I, I need to see more. Cat, a favorite zone, a favorite five minutes of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Revendreth. I love the Castlevania aesthetic. I love the, <laughs> the whole romantic, horrible vampire thing that they're doing um as long as they don't sparkle my... i am right there with you exactly yes i, I was I... just looking around for my castlevania amiibos but i can't find them right now <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm a big fan of of that kind of setting so revendreth is where where i'm headed for sure not to mention the fact that the venthyr covenant is probably the best choice i can make as a demon hunter tank absolutely uh, I did have one question. I didn't put this in the show notes because I kind of want both of your gut reaction as people that like never really leave the game. Like they're not 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 the me's that take three month breaks and then come back. You you guys like so, never so leave. The yeah. So the us's. Yeah. I I want to I want to ask you too. So going into the Shadowlands and the you know the basically the afterlife of of Azeroth here, does this does it worry you in any respect that? this could also lead into some like generic hey we did really well with these characters and now we we can't really use them anymore so oh let's go to the afterlife because then we have excuses to be able to use the arthuses and the the other characters that people have come to like so much does it maybe run the risk of being a just a i don't know potentially long-term cheap fan service rather than progressing the story of the world of Azeroth to you? Does it run that risk, or are you not worried about that at all? Is this like, we'll um, go with you first. For me, I there's just a lot of loose ends with uh, characters that have not been tied up yet. You know, like, Vol'jin is the first one that comes to mind, and there's just, there's a lot of them. And I feel like this is a great opportunity to just finish off those stories so we can move on to hopefully bigger and better things. My concern is just where do we go from here? Because once you go to the afterlife, what is possibly after that? And I know it's a little too early to start brainstorming the next expansion, but you know, that like, no, it's never too is early, never too early. Two, two of my, my favorite TV shows that I watched, they literally ended their seasons with what, you know, what happens with the afterlife. So like, that's a good place to end. And I feel like, this would be a good place to end the World of Warcraft story, but we know that this is not the end. We know there's more to come. Right. It's just where do you go from here? And, and definitely, I think it's Titan-related, but, you know. Kat? Um, gosh, I almost forget the original question here. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I, I do think that um, it's a little bit... A little bit of fan service is kind of unavoidable. There's a little bit of pandering there. there no, and I'm totally on board with that. But love. if you, yeah, if you get the sense like they're they rehashing it, Lich but... just because Lich did really well, then don't you feel cheated as somebody who stuck with it for all that time, assuming you weren't as big a Lich fan as, as you were? I mean, uh, the the pre-patch event is kind of boring for me because it's just rehashing a bunch of Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah villains as rare spawns and there's not a whole lot going on in ice crown that i haven't done in ice crown before i'm setting bombs i'm feeding mushrooms i'm i'm helping the argent crusade i'm i'm hanging out at the tournament grounds um it's all very familiar and that is kind of boring because you know been there done that um but as far as the story into shadowlands goes i am interested to see how they touch on these 
characters and their fates in the afterlife and and you know what's happened to them like what what what's going on with Isera is she still out there what's going on with uh with Vol'jin like you said like the Vol'jin is a fascinating story because Vol'jin was really one of the first indicators of this entire plot uh whenever he made Sylvanas the war chief I mean that right there was the first sign that something was fucky in the mm-hmm. greater um pantheon um yeah so and let me tell I, you where I, the, this came yeah. from if it just in case this feels like a little out of the blue like there's so many different characters to to both of your points that could be touched on or visited or seen in shadowlands when you open up the possibility that anybody is dead that's dead is a potential person we could run into and, and i think this kind of stemmed from me seeing stories back in the like the beta testing where we saw man crick's wife uh, in the Shadowlands, <laughs> and I was like, "Huh." Well, no I mean, that we kind of that's neat, <laughs> but that kind of opens up the po- possibility for really just anything. Me playing with a bunch of characters I've already played with before, and I don't know if that's necessarily what a lot of people look for in an expansion. Can you imagine running into one hundred versions of yourself from every time <laughs> that you've ever died, like? That- that's like some sub area of the Shadowlands that nobody talks about. They you know, all like... beat the piss out of me. We're sick of walking <laughs> back to your body. Stop it. <laughs> I... You know, but I, I'm more interested in the villains. Like I want to see Garrosh and, you know, things like that. It's Gar- Garrosh. Yeah, he died. Um, yeah. I couldn't remember for a second. I was like, yeah, he died when he went all corrupted and all that. But yeah. So, but it's like. I don't think we're getting old gods, right? They go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't think they go to Shadowlands, but um, like I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of villains that I would love to see again uh, resurrected. Like Kalthos, are are we getting him again? Like how many times can they resurrect him? You know, like Tempest Keep was the step back. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot they could do, and it has me really. Well, I, I mean, really Kalthazad has been resurrected in Azeroth multiple times, so yeah. let's just keep resurrecting here too. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kat, you kind of already mentioned your initial thoughts on like week two now of the the Scourge event. I will tell you that I've. I've kind of had the opposite view of you, but I'm also in a position where that gave me a chance to level up and gear up some alts uh, to run as mains so that I could relearn some of the the things. So the Druid is now at 100 gear level. It is ready to go and be a tank in uh, in Shadowlands when it starts. We got maybe get the mage there. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time, but it'll be pretty damn close. I've actually been enjoying the tour through... Thank God that the in week two here they've increased the spawn rate to every ten minutes for the rares oh, instead God, of yeah. every twenty. But on the downside, six hours it takes three now. <laughs> right, but on the downside it means every ten minutes the zone becomes kind of a cluster of lag instead of every twenty minutes uh, it becoming yeah. a cluster of lag. So it's got its ups and downs. Um, all in all, I got all the gear I needed. I bought one of the toys. I'm going to buy one or two more of the toys just to sock away and, you know, sell months down the road when nobody has them anymore. Uh, but I, even on that front, Kat, when I had stuff I wanted to get done and out of this, I'm kind of ready for it to be over, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not all bad. I did. My husband and I joined a uh, zombie raid last night, and we ran around all of Azeroth <laughs> for a couple of hours just... Um, slaughtering and transforming and chomping on as many people that we could possibly find and it was a lot of fun it was like 30 some people just 
trawling around as a zombie. Nice. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I spent awesome. my time wisely. Yeah. I uh, I went to the auction house and I bought one of the uh, the what are they uh, not they're not called mementos this time. Uh, forget the name of them. Uh, the keepsake. Uh, oh okay. I bought one for twelve thousand. I got a bargain on that so i don't that's that's worth not running around farming off of every rare out there so i'm pretty much done with the event at this point i got my cheese mint for finishing the whole quest chain and you know i'm done i can i can relax now until shadowlands you and your stupid cheese mints um Mm -hmm. speaking of pre-patch though there there was some additional items kind of being snuck into pre-patch here Uh, a Mm -hmm. couple tweaks more, most of this had to do with classes, and we're not going to go through all of them. That's boring and, and, and shit like that. But check out the, the patch notes or Wowhead or whatever to, to get the couple of tweaks because pretty much every class received a little something in this, although priests and shamans and warlocks in particular got a lot of little somethings uh, in this. I just I wanted to spot like one one that I said, okay, yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, druids getting druid? growl yeah. at level 9 instead of level oh, 14. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. That I think was, that had to be done. That's a very, very good call if some from somebody that has just leveled a druid from zero to 50, even though I already had a level cap druid. Um, that is definitely a welcome change considering that you can start queuing for dungeons at 10. And like me, if you were going in there and tanking at level 11, 12, 13, you couldn't hold shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And having no taunt really just made that worse. So getting growl at level nine definitely a benefit. Anything that for you demon hunters, I guess, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that sparked your fancy. Uh, nothing that really stood out to me. No, nothing uh, important. Nothing critical. No. Priests definitely take a look. All three of your specs, particularly shadow, uh, got a little bit of love. Just some cooldown changes, things like that. On the PvP side of things, I did think this was interesting, that Roots uh, and Fears now require 25% more damage to break when you're in combat with other players. Now, that's a pretty substantial increase. Was Is this making it, as somebody who does not PvP, and wow, I need to ask this, is this because it was way, way, way too easy to break? Uh, or is this just making it a little bit harder so that there's more of a benefit to actually using those those rootings uh, and abilities in PvP, Zista? Um, I'm not really a PvP player very much myself, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but this sounds like it allows dots to be able to tick without breaking instantly. I don't, I'm not 100% sure if dots break those things in the first place, but that seems like that would be the case if it was. So, Cat, um, I mean... Yeah. makes roots a little bit more viable. Some entanglement's a little bit more viable. It's not... It's going to change some strategies, probably, but it's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be a huge negative. Yeah, that was kind of my feeling. Like, I I didn't know if it was just, hey, they there was no point in using these because they were just getting murked so fast that, you know, it wasn't worth the cast time or the, the mana to, to root somebody, uh, and they were just it, underpowered, well, or if it was because, hey, they don't feel like they're even worth using, and we want players to be able to use those, so let's make them harder to kill. Yeah, I think it's going to make people think more about when to use their trinkets and other abilities, um, other escapes. Um, yeah, but good call. I don't PvP a whole lot, so I can't speak to like the 
details and what that might impact. We're, we got some wild classic news. We're going to come back to that, actually, because I want to jump first to, since we're talking about Shadowlands and, and moving forward, I kind of put mm-hmm. this in the wrong space in the show notes, so forgive me uh, to my mm-hmm. my hosts here. Um, but we're going to jump ahead a little bit. So AMD, uh, with their whole Athlon graphics cards and, and all that's coming up, and they had the, you know, this partnership with uh, with World of Warcraft that actually almost, remember, <laughs> almost screwed up some surprise dates uh, because mm-hmm. of AMD announcing things a little earlier than they should. They had a little tech demo, uh, and I'm going to show it on the B-roll here for everybody, uh, on the new graphics cards, particularly in WoW. They were showing off a lot of features of the graphics cards here, and... We'll show the trailer here. We'll show a couple pictures, too, of uh, ambient occlusion and some shadow effects and stuff like that. And in watching this whole thing, I kind of ended up feeling like maybe a teenage MMORPG isn't the best game to be trying to show off these graphical improvements and stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think it's the age of the MMO. I think it's the art style more than anything. I just don't think it fits this kind of game because there were uh, uh, some examples in the video they were showing where they're like the left side's the old the right side's the new and i'm like but the left side looks better like yeah. <laughs> i can barely tell a difference in in a lot of them it, it was uh i don't know yeah i'm gonna put up the ambient occlusion one here first cat it's just like i i i spent a good 10 minutes i think looking at this and i'm like well i mean like if i dig into this over here like I guess that looks a little better. Yeah. Like if I'm showing off graphics cards, World of Warcraft just isn't the game that I use anymore. It may have been years ago. It just isn't anymore. I'm sorry. With the excitement around Shadowlands, I could see them wanting to reach that audience, I guess. Yeah. But you're right. I don't I don't think that it's really the best platform for a massive technical showcase. This was the really one- the only difference I see here is the the shadows are just like they cut off. They're like hard versus like a little bit of a blur on the edge of the shadows. That's really all I notice. Like I don't see any other difference here in the entire screenshot. Like so yeah, I know I thought I look like looking at the shadows one, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I'm getting a little more depth in some of the shadows mm-hmm. on the right hand side. Like you can tell all the way around that lantern on the left is basically two different colors. One for the spine looking pieces uh, on the wall and then one for the wall itself where you get a little more definite uh, defining shadow on the right. So that one, at least I was like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see a little bit here, but yeah, I just, I know, I understand you want to tag along with the biggest MMO in the world launching its expansion and your new graphics cards happening to coincide basically with that launch, but yeah, there's a reason we used to use games like Crisis to benchmark and not World of Warcraft. And this, I think, art style is, to your point, a huge part of that. Yeah. Like, this one that you have on the screen here, the Ray Tray Shadows, like, I could definitely see more, more, like, a difference in the lighting itself and in the flame. But me, personally, I prefer the left. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, a little bit of a presentation, and I kind of put it in the show notes, and I was like, I hope this isn't just me, because I, like, in the show notes, no, it's, 
Definitely Honestly, not. do you even see a difference in like five question marks? Because I mean, I see know, the difference. Normally, I pride not, myself on being tech drastic. savvy and I, I know how to do this and I know what all this stuff does and what it should look like and doing software engineering myself. And I looked at this and I was like, if I can't find the difference, somebody like my, my wife is definitely not going to see a difference in these two pictures. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I thought that was kind of weird going back to uh, world of warcraft classic max ramus yay uh a lot of players got hit with bans this week zista what the hell happened here i i honestly have no idea maybe does this have anything to do with what we were talking about last week where were people multi-boxing like I, I don't know yeah apparently there was like some kind of weird issue and blizz hasn't exactly been clear on what happened like initially they were tweeting out that it was definitely done on purpose and if you have a dispute here's how to you know dispute a ban uh, but it, it's there were big swaths of people that were just banned and the the counter for their ban was like some absurd number it was like eighteen thousand days yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah, it's and it's just, weird because a lot of companies have been doing this recently. Like, I think it was month and a half, two months ago. This happened on Twitter too. A ban wave went out. People had no idea. They're like, they're and all of a sudden they they reverted the changes, and I'm just like, what? They they did ban appeals, and they're like, no, your account deserves to be banned. They wouldn't give them a reason. It's like, this is the same situation. I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't seem localized to just one game recently i don't know yeah and it was Someone's algorithms are fucking up <laughs> yeah, right yeah. like initially people thought because there was just kind of an announcement a blue post on it but even the blue post was vague like it didn't say this was an accident here's what happened this was on purpose yeah. here's what these people were doing um mm -hmm. like and so people it led to speculation all over the place initially people thought like maybe there was a terrain exploit where they were you know people were porting their friends up on top of the the gates at aq but then that was kind of shot down from the blizzard side of thing and then to kick it all off the bands were reverted like the massive reversion of yeah. reverting of the bands Just wasting people's time i don't know <laughs> they were like stop farming for nax <laughs> stop we want it to be as challenging as you remember. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking 18,000 days from you. All right. So when we get there next week, everybody, I've got my druid. You two are remaining your demon hunters, right? I know Zista, mm -hmm. you are. Kat, did you finally land on demon hunter? I'm probably going to stick with demon hunter, but I still want to play my paladin more too. So we'll see. So that's still in the air. You got like seven yeah. days. Any, I'll probably just play a little bit of both. I don't know. Any leveling advice you want to give uh, players as they go here? Any little tips and tricks that you normally do or how you prep? Like, what do you got drink-wise? Oh, Are you yeah. the get all the snacks set up over here and and play for the entire day? Like, what do you do, Zista, on X-Pack launch day? Um, I have lots of energy drinks ready. <laughs> yeah, it's... Green screen's probably messing with this logo really bad. Um, but yeah, like I get the uh, the uh, energy drinks going. I got a lot of junk food, you know, all the healthy stuff, you know, <laughs> che uh, Cheetos, Pop-Tarts, that kind of stuff, you know. That is uh, all four food groups. Uh, you yeah. have energy drink, you have pastry, you have carbohydrates in the plastic of the cheese puffs, and then you've got dairy 
with the cheese uh, dust yep. itself. So that is all four major food groups. What do you about? What I about you, Kat? I just have to like, learn how to eat the Cheetos with chopsticks, and then I get the dust, you know, so I don't have the dust on my hands, and then we're good. I just got to figure that part out. Nice. <laughs> what, what about you, Kat? Any expansion traditions uh, you want to share? Just remember to get up like once an hour, stretch your legs, check your posture, drink your water. Look at Look at Kat being, being like the antithesis here. To Zista. I'm, I'm allergic to water. Zista is like, your legs love it when you sit for 10 hours. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, okay? I've been through that phase of my life. I want to, uh-huh. I'm sure I'm just going to be sitting here on my ass for like 9 hours, 10 hours a day. It's fine. I'm not the only time you get up right is here, to go to the bathroom. Don't you know that? <laughs> Oh. Husband, bring me some food. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's not like the the South Park episode where, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I see in the notes here, Dom Greco wrote "Friendly Wager," who will be the first to max level out of the the three of us. I don't know. So I generally level pretty quickly in MMOs just gen- in general, whether I'm trying to or not. But uh, I'm more interested in quest text and lore with this expansion than I have what than I was for BFA. So I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna go a little slower than yeah. I than I did in BFA. BFA, I honestly probably about two hours into the questing. I was like, nope, don't give a rat's ass anymore. Sorry, writers, and just started, you know, <laughs> blowing through it. This one I'm a little more amped for. That doesn't mean that it'll hold my attention all the way through as far as wanting to read it, but I can see myself initially probably falling behind the leveling curve of people that are just trying to level because I am going to be reading all the quests, even the side text quests for now. And then, you know, if it holds my attention, great. If not, Boom! Away we go, and it just becomes a, a. All right, let me get to to level sixty here. Um, so I'll probably, if I had to guess, it sounds like I'll probably be a little bit behind you too. Although, Cat, you are a bit of a lore hound too, so maybe you'll be on my yeah, side more no, than Zista's I, here. Um, I I joke about being like the first to level, but when I got into BFA as well, like I spent days just enjoying Voldoon and reading all the quest lines and immersing myself and and getting into things as much as possible. So. Um, I will probably do the same thing in Shadowlands. I gotta be ready for Mythic Plus come December eighth, but that still gives me a couple weeks to get there. So, I I think I'll be okay. Cat mm-hmm. changing her opinion on Blizzard and their dates now that she's realized how close these dates are crammed together with holidays and everything. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to go Christmas shopping, and it can't be in World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you just buy mounts for your friends and. and oh my god! You you get a store mount. You get a store mount. You get no, not even the store mount. You just get the ones that with the in BFA the zone drops. You just can. Oh, can you okay. wrap those in the gift wrap? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you just go for it. Just or just buy buy a bunch of toys. Buy a bunch of the toys from the uh, yep. daily vendor, and you're fine. Look mm-hmm. here. Oh, you couldn't do scourge event. Here you go. You're my friend. Merry Christmas. <laughs> now get out of my way. I got two more levels. Uh, Zista, are you going to be paying attention to lore, or are you more concerned I'm, with getting to the end, and then you'll make up the lore and reading offline and stuff? Uh, the way I've approached previous expansions is, I'm going to go through as fast as possible, and then I'll level a second character and slow down and pay attention to the lore then. And I've 
come to realize that that just never happens. I just <laughs> end up sticking with the one character. I never get to that alt. I, you know, I I end up having to infer a lot of the story. But I think Good this point. time, I I have a feeling Cat's about to just bless you with some wisdom on this approach here because <laughs> no, she immediately no, was I like, just... mm. Before you start slow leveling the the second character, can you tell us what you think the Shadowlands story is? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yes, cat, <laughs> uh, you're a genius. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> speed <Just> level. <laughs> write down what you think the storyline is. The story of Warcraft as told by Zista. Yeah. <laughs> So it took me, it took me four and a half hours to get to max level. Here's what <laughs> Shadowlands is all about. <laughs> so there's uh, this dude, the Jailer, and he's got some green shit he keeps throwing places. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to decline the wager. We already have a little bit of a competition going on, Zista, you and I, with Astro's Playroom uh, and speed true. running there. I have the best... Highest world record ranking out of the two of us. You have the current best time out of the two of us, though. So mm -hmm. we've got a little bit. Well, I'll use that as my competition right now. I'm really looking forward right. to just chilling and, and enjoying Shadowlands. I was going to say, if we were going to do a friendly wager, I would have said, you know, our next stream for Ready Check Radio, we decide a game out of each other's Steam libraries. That's that's that, that no. was my... No, because you and other people gifted me the political machine 2012, whatever, and you guys made me play it when I used to do a stream on, on Game Breaker called um, uh, Owned It, Never Played It. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they gifted me. It was Mitt Romney against Barack Obama in this like $5 oh political simulation game. It was Amazing. awful. What, what was and the at the other same time, one? I got stuck playing Robot Vacuum Simulator. Yes, you did. Uh, and there was some other one that I think Lack gifted me one night because that was the rule. If I got gifted something, it immediately jumped to the top of the list. Otherwise, it would just be Steam games that I owned and hadn't played yet. Um, mm -hmm. There was there was a train. Dom or Zista is the one that did the train. Yeah, train Tw simulator. Twenty four hour train simulator stream twice. Um, there was something about unicorns. That I think I'm pretty sure it was Lack that gave it to that gifted it to me way back when, and I, we I were, also got it. We were trying to breed unicorns. Yeah, I and, got the same game. Oh God, you people are ruthless. <laughs> it's absolutely ruthless. Mm -hmm. All right, you've got a week, gang. I hope you're ready. I hope you have fun. Enjoy it, particularly okay. this year. This year has sucked so. If you can enjoy this for a couple of days, enjoy it for a couple of days. We won't be back on Tuesday to give you our thoughts, and those would be kind of rushed anyway if we were after like an hour or two of playing Honestly, it. Honestly, knowing Blizzard's track record, we'd yeah. still just be in, in queue waiting for <laughs> Good point. So no show next week for the holidays, but we'll be back the following Tuesday. Now, uh, Dom and I may actually stream in the time slot uh, mm -hmm. of snowbound like do like maybe a special edition snowbound where him and i just do some like dual stream giving our thoughts and and playing through it and stuff like that uh but no official show next week we'll come back the following week so stay posted make sure you're following twitch.tv slash ready check radio you'll get the notifications on what we're doing but we may be here and do something it just won't be the show proper uh, moving on to other blizzard news we've got diablo news on not just diablo 3 
But also Diablo 2. Cat, what was that? Did you just fall down? <laughs> no, I was just like very excited to hear Diablo. <laughs> oh, I was like, like very <laughs> Wilhelm scream. Because oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see what happened because I cut away from your camera while I was giving the, the part oh, of I'm, I'm, And all I heard was, I'm like, I expected <laughs> to go back to all camera and not and just see your chair spinning. <laughs> like, like you had fallen or something. <laughs> Uh, on the Diablo 2 front, it's not from Blizzard, but some fans are continuing some pretty extensive modding on here, Zista. Tell us about it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, um, and this, my friends, is why you read your fucking show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um... They, I guess they're doing what uh, some new content and stuff for it, like. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. They're doing that. Well, is what Project Diablo two? Yeah, Project Diablo two. They're they're doing. Yeah. They did a, a big Diablo two thing earlier this year, and now they're adding more to it. Just kicked off its first season, Awakening, which was actually November sixth, so a little while ago, but I missed it. My fault. And they reset this server every four months, too. So if you're looking for something on the Diablo 2 front, this might be worth uh, a look because there's a lot of improvements here. They've reworked spells, rebalanced runes, skills, items, quality of life improvements. Uh, and they're, <laughs> they're trying to take every weak or unusable skill and tweak it so that you could actually make builds around it. So there's a whole bunch of new options here. Check it out on Google. Just look up Diablo 2 mod or Project Diablo 2. It's pretty much a massive overhaul to, to the entire Diablo 2 game. And I know there is still... I'm not part of them, Cat, but I'm there is a nutty fan base for Diablo 2 still. Is that just because Diablo 2 was so damn good, which it was, I'm not disputing that, but or because um, Diablo 3 maybe missed the mark of the Diablo audience a little bit? I think you're kind of hitting the point that I wanted to make, which was that Diablo 2 remains such a classic with these fans because it really um, just hits all the marks for that kind of gameplay. And Diablo 3 kind of doesn't really deliver the same feeling. So um, yeah, it's kind of it's a cool it's kind that. of a different yeah. experience from top down. Not to say yeah. that either are bad. I enjoy both, but there's definitely a feeling of I'm playing a different game. Um, not I'm playing a, a game in the same franchise. It almost feels totally different to me. On the Diablo yeah. si 3 side of things, their second, uh, 22nd season kicks off in three days as well. They put uh, a patch live 2.6.1. Um, really not a ton of stuff in here that I, I really feel like we should talk about, although the pylon effect does seem kind of neat. Does seem kind of neat. And this is only going to work during season two, by the way, so... Uh, the pylons can be used to generate a shadow of your build, basically, for I think it's like a minute or two to go with you. Um, I'm sorry. And the fourth slot on Kanai's cube is only for this season, too. So I am I mean, Diablo news all the way around. Does this really I, matter still, to either of you? Zista, you're just like, I don't really care. <laughs> I didn't. I never enjoyed Diablo 2 to begin with. Um, really? I was like, I guess, yeah, I'm part of the minority. I enjoyed Diablo 1 way more than Diablo 2. It was just, I think, 
we might have talked about this in a previous episode. I, just, I didn't like the tone. Diablo 2 seemed to get lighter as it went. It was like desert. And for me, Diablo was all about the dungeon and going to the depths of hell. And I just didn't enjoy like going into the desert, going into the jungle. Didn't enjoy that stuff. Like going back to Tristram in the first act and first act, you know, with the, the doom and gloom ruins and stuff was all right, you know, over overworld. But like going into the caves felt great. I didn't enjoy Act 2, Act 3. I liked Act 4, but I don't know. It was that, and then I didn't enjoy Diablo 3 at all. So uh, I I would like to see more time spent somebody modding Diablo 1. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think you're really... I wouldn't mind Diablo 1 on the Diablo 2 engine. Like, I wouldn't mind that. So, because I I like the engine for Diablo 2. I like a lot of the changes to the abilities. I liked a lot of the changes to the characters. I didn't like the environments. Kat, when are we going to see Diablo 4? When do you think? Like, take a stupid guess. I know this wasn't in the show notes or anything, but just, like, on-the-spot gut reaction, D4 comes out when? I'm going to say, if not end of 21, then early 22. So, like, a Q1 2022 type deal? Yeah. Well, they did just, like, completely revamp the skill tree system, apparently, so who knows? They've got a lot of work to go. I'm gonna say 2023. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go 2022, probably around October-ish, like around the time of BlizzCon-ish, if it were if it runs on a normal schedule in 2021, 2022. So yeah, I think I'll I'll go late 2022, right around uh, right around. BlizzCon. Going early 2023. 2023. Wow. Hmm. I see. You know, Blizzard has really long like development cycles and. Uh, has always taken its time with games but yeah. i think we've seen more and more that deadlines have been yeah i was just more, good more point i was just kind of thinking like when you do 2023 that pushes diablo out for three years roughly yeah. diablo immortal will do whatever it's going to do on the mobile front that's fine you already have Shadowlands, so presumably we won't see we'll another expansion next- until 2022 ish yeah, we'll be in the next one. By, we'll get by the Overwatch time. 2 probably, my guess, is right around uh, BlizzCon virtual in February. I don't think so. I, I don't. Think, I, think uh, we're, I think we're going to at least beta and Overwatch 2 right around that. I, I think I think we'll get a beta, and I think it's going to be more along the lines of what uh, the, the people got in uh, BlizzCon the year before, where it's like the one level. We might get two. Um, I'm, I think it's only going to be one level, though. Um, I think it's further I, than, than you're giving it credit for. I, yeah, I, I think I think we're getting a, a closed beta right around BlizzCon. Yeah, I don't know. But if, about if, it so let's say that's right, though. That literally puts between now and 2023 the only launch launch being Overwatch 2. I mm-hmm. I just can't see that big a development gap, Cat. And I, I think you're dead right. Like Activision is no, 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 no. But who, too much pressure from yeah. stockholders. You you think Blizzard's not working on anything else though? What, oh, what I'm if sure we get they're working on anything else. Oh, I'm that they sure they're working. On. They, they like have Overwatch. to be. They ha- that's my whole point is that they have to be yeah. working on other things because there's yeah. no way. I don't think the timelines we've given are ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous for Cat to think D2 could be out as early as Q1 2021 or, or you as late as 2023. I think they all just, fit in Blizz's mold. But if we put them all at those types of frames, then the only thing you have sitting there is Overwatch 2. And that doesn't look good from an Activision perspective. So, hmm, what else is Blizzard working on? 
I think with the pushback that we had with with the whole Diablo franchise at that BlizzCon where, you know, you guys have phones, all that stuff, kind of forced them to make the announcement earlier than they wanted to. And I don't think it's nearly... Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere near as ready as as people expected it. That was kind of like a... Almost like a fan service to just, like, get it out there to let them know people are coming, you know, that it's coming. But I don't think it's anywhere near ready. And if they release that too early, that's going to be worse than delaying it. Like... No doubt, no doubt, because as we can uh, see with our next topic, Blizzard fans are, Kat, they are adults, they are mature, they are grown, articulate Mm -hmm. when it comes to feedback, and maybe they're giving a lot of it right now, uh, because (laughs) Hearthstone's new expansion, not all sunshine roses and lollipops right now people are not happy about the battle pass and they have every right to be now here's the thing this may hit you differently than it hits somebody else um because depending on how you play hearthstone you might not have noticed this you might like the new progression systems because you get more legendary cards along the way You might like the progression systems because you play on the more casual side of things and the progression comes at a pretty decent clip at the beginning of the new pass stuff, the new, uh, you know, experience path that was entered into the game in the last expansion pack. If you're on the high ladder climbing side of this stuff, you probably aren't happy about this because you don't really care about those additional legendaries here and there along the way. Yours was farm up the gold, right? So that you can buy packs, particularly with a new mid-set coming out in uh, two months after the expansion. A lot of people on that end of things like to stock up on gold and packs and then open them when the mid-set comes out since those are added to the boosters. So this might hit you differently depending on where you are in how you play Hearthstone. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't argue the fact that one of the biggest things that people were worried about when these new passes, uh, this new experience leveling was surveyed way back when, was don't take away my gold gain. Mm-hmm. Don't cripple my gold gain. And we were told in the videos when we talked a few weeks ago about the expansion coming up, we were told by John Yang, senior game designer, on, on the Hearthside chat on October 22nd, Quote, we're absolutely not taking away any of the gold you can earn. End quote. Doesn't get any more clear than that. People were very happy to hear that. Zista, that's not what happened, though. That is not what happened. The numbers have now been crunched by data miners and people in-game, and it just isn't true by a significant amount. Yes, you do get some other items in that whole battle season pass thing, but the gold loss is pretty big you have to gain know, fi- go ahead do we know how much gold uh they crunched as potential pre uh battle pass because i i know what the number is afterwards it's nineteen thousand two hundred if you include the extra 150 levels after the battle pass or the extra 100 yeah, levels i don't i don't know pass. myself what it was before cat do you happen to know no i don't, I don't know the exact numbers yeah 
50 um, levels I, in the pass. You got to gain experience, earn over those 50 levels, and you start getting extra gold. But the only way to gain experience is achievements, initial quests, and playing the game it, itself only really provides a little tiny bit of experience. Daily quests and weekly quests uh, yeah. also give. So. Yep. To the equivalent uh, gold of the old system, some posts are estimating that you have to play for 12 hours per day, Cat, under the well, new system they, to potentially were, make what you did in the old one. They weren't lying. You can get the same amount of gold. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say it was going to be equal amount of time investment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's punishing. On the website, uh, if you go check out the forums, there is some like nuanced feedback. I mean, I kid about you know Blizzard fans in general teeing off on things, but every once in a while you do come across some very nuanced and constructive feedback and some things they're doing right and some things they aren't. Uh, of course, the things they aren't is the, the gold acquisition. This is a huge deal for people not feeling rewarded for actually playing the game. And that's a huge problem when you get to a game like Hearthstone, where it is the same thing every eight minutes, Zista. You need, you ha it has to feel rewarding. On top yeah. of that, there is the feeling of being flat out lied to. Now, whether this was Blizzard thought the math worked out and now seeing it in large scale practice, it's not. I don't know how you could do that in this particular setup, but. You know, was it intentional to try and milk more money because you have to buy different passes that some people thought should have been included and or were going to be included? Was this you know intentional on that front? Was it not intentional? Now seeing it in practice, eh, we're going to get the typical blue post. Sorry, we hear your feedback. Like we know that's coming. It's just a question of of what they do when they send it. It's really hard for Hearthstone fans to. Take what they say seriously. Direct quote saying, we're not messing with that. Here's the expansion. We messed with that. Get wrecked. Yeah. See, me, I I consider myself a casual Hearthstone player. I know I play more than the average person. I'm actually looking at my, my past right now. Let me see if I get this here. So on, I'm currently... Where did I go? Um, I'm currently level 16 going into 17 of the battle pass of the first 50 levels. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did buy the tavern pass. That's the other thing. Right. I know we'll Which a lot of I've seen this. I've seen informal surveys that are running at 50-50% right now on yeah. whether they knew that was going to be a separate cost or not. That's how poor the yeah. communication around this has been. Yeah. So, but yeah, every What's it? Every uh, earn 150 gold for every level completed beyond 50 up to level 150. So that's an additional 100 levels. So there is the potential to earn gold. And in some cases, for me, at being a casual player, uh, I'm probably going to get more gold than I, I would have uh, normally. So that's a little exciting for me. But for hardcore players, people that are playing all the time and, and you know, maxing out, min maxing every day. I definitely see that it can be a, a gold loss. So, Kat, you and I both work in software fields, uh, and and where we deal with math, right? This right. does not seem impossible to have gotten right by me. I'm I'm a software engineer. I do this for a living. Now, granted, would you have found the ideal solution that would have 
addressed Jason Winter or Zista playing very casually versus Cat playing right now before the patch for 16 hours a day and equitably made both of them happy? Probably not. But you should have been able to math out how much gold does our typical player, our whale, and our super casual player get in a season, in a month, in a week? Let's see. All right, there's the numbers. How much do they get in our new system? Okay, let's see. Here's the numbers. Oh, shit, those are different. Like, I have a hard time... I understand in World of Warcraft when they implement something that changes a skill, the timer on a skill, the cooldown on something, and it has an unintended consequence somewhere else in the game. They took it out to adjust it for PvP reasons, and oh shit, now it's way overpowered in uh, PvP side of things. I get that. This should have been straight up numbers comparison, Kat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I feel like, I mean, they had to have had the data, but on you know, on one hand, what who is your driving like what what audience are you most trying to appease to? Like mm-hmm. what uh you can't take a sweeping action that's going to leave everybody happy. And if it's working out better for the more casual players or it's working out to a more fair experience for the more casual players. Like, if you're getting more gold, Zista, for the time that you're actually able to invest into the game, that could be seen as a good thing for that community. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the people who are way more hardcore about it, and they see that they're being mistreated by this, and that they were misled by these statements, and that's that's where the problem really lies, I think. Yeah, and that's where it gets hard, I think, for people to take it seriously, Zista, that it wasn't just... There is so much of a... You hear this all the time, right? Blizzard is not Blizzard of five years ago. Blizzard is not Blizzard of mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Blizzard is different under Activision. Blizzard has different priorities under Activision. And it is really hard not to fall into that meme accusation, right? When when stuff like this happens, it's almost like, well, shit. I, I don't know how else to explain it besides you were trying to appeal to a base to try and get a little more money out of them. Uh, you know, it's... It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I like. I'm, I was just looking through the the tavern pass too, and I'm like, maybe they're factoring in getting the the card packs themselves as the equivalency of gold because each pack is worth a hundred gold, and uh, that doesn't even seem to add up. Nope. So, nope. So we will keep an eye on this. I assume we're going to get a blue post at some point. Apologies, Cat. We're listening. Yeah, of course. We're listening. <laughs> We've the upped the, but the thing is, this play. isn't an easy fix. Like you up the experience that you get for certain things, and now you've shot things in the other direction. And as yeah. a business, now nobody's spending any money. Like I get, there's a delicate balance that you have to attain here, but it really shouldn't be that delicate of a balance if you're going to come out and say we are not messing with the amount of gold you can get in a given season. And then the math says, shit, you messed with the amount of gold we can get in a given season. This one should not have been hard on that front. On the other hand, you have the new progression system that has gotten a couple of my friends that play and they've kind of shifted to only playing battlegrounds where you don't need to purchase anything. You don't have to buy cards. You could literally just go into the mode, play, and it's the same for everybody, no matter if you put five minutes into the game or if you put, you know, 25 hours a day, which is impossible, but you know what I mean? Um, 
like it's the same experience of, other than knowledge you know like that's that's the only difference uh some some of those players are looking at this progression system and going this kind of makes me want to play ranked again so i think the new progression system as a whole is fantastic i think it's getting a lot of people in one of my friends literally watched me open my card packs today and was like wow look at all the achievements you're getting he goes i kind of just want to buy card packs so i can get the achievements." <laughs> endorphin so, rush like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like well you know they're doing something right with this but yeah they're i think maybe if the because they took away what the the main thing is the daily quests uh don't give gold yep. anymore that's the main problem so maybe if they lowered the amount of experience and added a little bit of gold to them, it would even things out. Maybe not give quite as much as we got last time. Or the, you know, yeah, the what is it? The rewards three are, three wins per day. Uh, yeah, gold um, reward. Yeah, you, you used to get ten gold for that. I don't know if you still do. Um, I, I believe you get XP in, instead. Yeah, um, you get XP. I have, yeah, but the quests themselves, you used to do a quest and get anywhere between forty to. 80 gold, a uh, hundred in some extremely rare cases. But uh, now you're just getting XP for the battle pass. So maybe if they, they let, you know, lowered that, maybe gave 20 gold a quest, you know, on top of the, you know, not maybe as much XP, bring it down a little bit, you know, maybe that would even things out. I don't know, but it doesn't feel good to not get gold from doing quests anymore. Nope. All right, let's finish up. We got a little bit of Overwatch news, and then we'll get to uh, lore or lies. We'll give you the answer for last week's and then give you this week. In Overwatch news, uh, first off, um, you've got some stuff you want to talk about here, Dom. Challenges that just started today. Today, we got the Symmetra Restoration Challenge, uh, where you play in any mode, uh, nine wins, uh, well, I don't know any mode, but the arcade or competitive. Uh, Nine Wins will get you a brand new Symmetra skin that uh, correlates with the uh, the short story that they released uh, today. Unfortunately, I have not had time to read the short story yet because I was too invested in playing Overwatch all afternoon. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, you get a skin in game uh, based on the one from the short story. Uh, and if you watch, I think it's six hours total of streams, you'll get a bunch of uh, sprays for watching it. It's literally anybody. So you, yeah, the sprays are adorable. You don't have to go and watch like the big streamers, you know, and, and try to, you could watch somebody who's got, you know, one view, zero views, whatever, make their day, give them an audience to talk about. Um, and that's what I, I love about these particular Twitch challenges that they release is, yeah, you can watch anybody to get these, so... Uh, I brought some Overwatch news, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, on the experimental uh, realm, the experimental shard there, uh, Ferris Fastfall damage avoidance, that la yeah, that lasted a day. Uh, <laughs> I was really looking forward to this change. Like, I was hoping this was going to go live because Ferris is a sitting duck in the sky. So. No, it lasted a whole day. If you don't know what we're talking about... Um, on the experimental server, you were able to crouch and actually accelerate down, so you could like use it to dodge uh, ultimates and things like that, and get like you say, get out of the damn sky uh, mm -hmm. to, to to not be a sitting duck in the sky. Yeah, that lasted twenty four hours before Blizz took it out. Now maybe we'll see it again in some sort of uh, fashion uh, down the road here. 
But what I didn't like about this was why. Like, we still don't even really know why. All they, all Obliz said was it caused issues for some players. It could be what the ones issues. trying to hit Farah. I mean, because I'm not really worried about them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's it's probably technical side. It, it might cause like some desync issues with because uh, to my knowledge, there's no characters that rust downward. So it, it literally might be something to do with that or hitboxes or you know things like that. I don't know. Some other character changes, cat that are still on the experimental server. If you want to go look at those, uh, there's a few of them, so check it out on on Overwatch's site. But one of the, one or two of the ones that I wanted to bring up here was uh, Anna's biotic grenade now passes through allies at full health on the experimental server. Thank God. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than chucking that and having your big ass meaty tank get in between you and your target and just eating that <laughs> damn thing while they're already at full health. Uh, mm-hmm. Maze Ice Wall, and this is this one isn't just Maze Ice Wall. This is there's a few different characters that have these uh, place that have different placement abilities like the Ice Wall. Those can now be manually destroyed when you're dead, and there's a few of those. I that is like absolutely perfect for me because every one I throw is misplaced anyway. <laughs> I used to be I used to be a May main, and you know I would use my wall to protect the team a lot. And one of the constant things you hear is drop the wall, drop the wall, drop the wall. A lot of people don't know. You could just press the button to make the wall go up, press it again, and it drops the wall. Uh, problem is, if you die, you have no way to drop yeah, it. No way so to do it. Yeah. Hopefully, this goes through to. And to it's live. not like I said. It's not just May. There's a few others with different placement effects that get that. So all good yeah. things. I, I you know well, I don't like to see added, uh, taken out of there, but maybe we'll see it back yeah. at some point. They also added a new uh, limited time competitive arcade mode uh, right now. Uh, usually runs about 30-something days or whatever. Um, uh, it's no limits. This is the first time that they've ever done this. Usually they throw a bunch of like limited time uh, uh, competitive modes in their rotational, and they, they come up every now and then. This is the first time they've ever done no limits where you can pick multiple copies of the same hero. So I spent all day today doing my 10 placement matches, uh, I think I placed 2,700, something like that. But it's there's something about going in there and setting up six Torbs for defense that is just, it feels satisfying. And I want to know, how is this a game mode, but we still don't have competitive Mystery Heroes? <laughs> just throwing that out there. Kat, are you, are you uh, picking up into Overwatch again, or is this still a sidelined one for you? Still, still sort of sidelined. I got that Shadowlands thing coming, so I'm. Just yeah, I kind of, I kind of figured. Like, I didn't know if you were. What are you doing in the meantime? Then, like, what are, what is on Cat's game plate right now for like the last week, oh, and then this fall, this coming week until Shadowlands is there. What are we, what uh, are we playing? Well, we just started playing the Pathless, which is a game by um, the same studio that did like uh, Journey and Abzu. Um, it's kind of a Breath of the Wild-ish game, but with some different movement mechanics and exploration mechanics that make it pretty interesting. It's a beautiful world. Soundtrack is done by Austin Wintry, who is fantastic. And, uh, yeah. So that's that's one I can recommend. You mean you're not playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? (laughs) No! but I appreciate that. It Likewise. is being reviewed well, at, at least by critics. I mean, it's like between 75 and 80 by most critics. Not if you a great start with players, though. Not so much. 3. 3.3 <laughs> right now. Well, 3.3. 3. You know. 3.8 on PlayStation. 
So Gamers on PlayStation really hard, Four, hard people to to please. All right, let's uh, wrap it up here. Let's slide over and do everybody's favorite segment. It's time for Lore or Lies. As always on Lore or Lies, our resident lore master, Lil Missy. You can follow her right there at the bottom of my screen on Twitter, at L-I-L-M-I-S-S-Y 4205, supplies us with three different statements, one of which has a falsehood in it. The other two are 100% the stone-cold truth. Last week we gave you three, but it wasn't the Edrun who raised the first undead. That was the Nathrezim, the Dreadlords. The Burning Legion sex can be pretty tricky to keep track of, though, so if you missed that one, don't feel bad. Veramathris was the Dreadlord in Undercity, once located in the Royal Quarter, who ser served as Major Domo of Sylvanus Windrunner before the coup to control the Forsaken City. So if you got that one wrong, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. They're kind of challenging to keep track of. This week, we're going to give you three statements. I'll go first, Dom will go second, then Cat uh, will go third. One of these statements has a falsehood in it. The other two, Stone Cold Truth. So are you ready, Cat? Are you ready, Zista? So yep. Ready. Here we go. Speaking of Sylvanas Windrunner, she is, she is the Daenerys of Warcraft with... with, with <laughs> oh, Yeah. I need a drink. Amazing. My throat just like instantly went dry. <laughs> <laughs> trying to say Daenerys. <laughs> oh. All right, we're going to start that over. <laughs> Wait, the whole podcast again? Yeah, the entire thing. Speaking of Sylvanas Windrunner, she is the Daenerys of Warcraft with titles Lady Sylvanas Windrunner, Far Strider, Ranger General of Silvermoon, The Dark Lady, The Banshee Queen. Queen of the Forsaken, Betrayer of the Horde, Agent of the Jailer in Shadowlands. Mm -hmm. So I guess Undeath allows you to chain, uh, allows you to career change and finish your bucket list. And Sylvanas has serious middle child issues as the sister between the oldest Illyria and the youngest sister Verisa. Uh, or it's from the loss of their eldest brother landless maybe that's why she can't get over the fact she didn't land the killing blow to Arthas Menethil the Lich King and threw herself off Ice Crown Citadel doing so did lead her to meet her new boss the Jailer she came back from the Dark Void thanks to the Valkyr sacrificing themselves to keep her in undeath two of those true one of those not. You need to tell us which, whether it's in the comments on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com. And no, it's not enough just to tell me who said the false one. You got to tell us why. But as a special little uh, recommendation from our lorekeeper, Missy, to brush up on a few books going forward, so you might want to familiarize yourself with Arthas, Rise of the Lich King, Shadows Rising, just to prepare you for Shadowlands if you want to get into some of that lore. Also check out the short story, Sylvanas, Windrunner, Edge of Night, Arthas, End of Night, then Shadows Rising in that order if you're a little bit tired of the Scourge event. And make sure while you have a moment that you follow Little Missy 4205 supplies us with that. You expect that. me to read those books when I just missed the segment in the, the notes? No, here's what I expect <laughs> you to do. I expect you to flip through those books and then come mm -hmm. back and tell us what you think the story of Arthas is. 
according yeah. to those books after a flip through. <laughs> no show next week. We'll keep you posted on if we're going to do a little special event here. Right after the show, we've got one of our other streamers coming up, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? I'm doing... Excuse me. Oh, i got to get a drink. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what are you streaming today? You're changing things up. No Crusader Kings. We're going a different path. Well, I'm going to play a different. I'm going to play a game with a three in the title. So I'm, I'm keeping that tradition okay. alive at least. All right. But it's going to be Wasteland Three, the game by Inexile Entertainment. It's a uh, turn-based RPG with a lot of heavy story elements, kind of a tactical game. So trying something different. Yep, just like you said. I know. There's no X's in it. Chad will not get to make the decisions for me this time. Oh, no, no making the decisions. I was having fun no. putting you in really, really bad spots. I'll, I'll, I'll die plenty myself in this without, without your help. <laughs> if you're in chat, remember, the stream does go dead for just a brief minute once I stop broadcasting. We'll have a few minutes of wrap-up after the show here, uh, and then we'll go dead, and it'll immediately come back up with Jason streaming that. So don't go anywhere if you want to hang out and see some new games and hang out with Mr. Jason Winter this evening. Jason, thank you so much. We'll see you in just a few minutes, my friend. Good luck, Jason. Mm -hmm. All right, that brings our show to a <laughs> that brings our show to a close today. Remember, no snowbound next Tuesday. Zist and I will keep you posted if we're going to do a dual stream of us leveling or something like that. Uh, if Cat wants to jump in, I like I don't know everybody's servers, so we'll have to figure it out. But we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted uh, until we're next week. Cat, where can everybody find you, my friend? Uh, I'm on Twitter as Cat Named Norris, and I'm on Warmrest Accord role playing in the Valley of Honor. So come and find me. Zista. Uh, you can find me down below at It's Zista, uh, as well as on Twitch at Just Zista, X I Z T A. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One over on Twitter, but more important, follow RC Radio so you can get all the tweets every time we're going live with any one of our members of the stream team. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Stay safe, and we'll see you in two weeks after the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. How's that cat box looking, Mike? I hate you.